Parenting is hard, but there's help. Welcome to Everyday Parenting with Mary Beth Henry, a licensed marriage and family therapist and parent educator. Everyday Parenting utilizes face-to-face unscripted interviews with real parents, but names have been changed to protect their identities. If you have a business and would like to reach directly into the ears of our listeners, please contact us at parentingpodcast at gmail.com. Speech, language, and communication play a vital role in our lives. Without it, children have difficulty communicating their basic needs and can struggle academically or with peers. At JabberDogs, speech-language pathologist Stephanie Mashek can help you or your loved one become a successful communicator. Based in Pasadena, California, JabberDogs offers private speech and language therapy at affordable rates. They also take insurance, including Blue Shield and Anthem Blue Cross of California. Visit JabberDogs.com for more information. That's J-A-B-B-E-R-D-O-G-S dot com. All right. Um, Today's podcast is um, I'm being joined by three amazing, amazing individuals, Um, three people that have been um, in my life um, uh, and that I admire greatly because what they have um, chosen to do is they have decided to um, just keep on walking on in their life. They keep on going and they know how to live life. And so I am very, very excited and very honored. I would like to introduce uh, three amazing individuals. And uh, Dorothy is one, and Virginia, and Danielle. So Dorothy wants to, is going to start first for us today and tell her story of why we're here today and what we're discussing. So Dorothy, please, and welcome. Thank you. Uh, we are joined together today by a very unfortunate life circumstance that is very normal, and that's miscarriage. And uh, it's something that I didn't really think about before having kids. And I didn't realize how much it could impact our lives surrounding being a parent and just life in general and how it can change you. And Thankfully, I've had these two other women to go through this hard journey together with. But um, yeah, I'm very thankful for them because it's it's definitely really hard. And my so, uh, Dorothy, how long have you known uh, Virginia and, and Danielle? Virginia, I've known for 13 years almost, and she's she's a, my husband's um, friend that I've adopted. <laughs> and then Danielle, I met at the Huntington Hospital breastfeeding support group, and that's right, been that's right. breast friends ever since. And that was breast, five breast friends, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but unfortunately, we've all experienced um, similar things like this. So, so you all, all three of you have experienced um, not even this. one miscarriage, but multiple miscarriages. That's right. I mean, that's okay. what I'm understanding. Yeah, I, just, I wanted to clarify. This is multiple miscarriages that you all have experienced um, in your parenting journey. So tell us a little, Dorothy, tell us a little bit about your journey. Okay, so I have a son who's five and in between, and then I have a daughter who's three as well. And then in between them, when I was maybe, when he was 14 months old, I learned that I was pregnant and everything was growing fine and wonderful, except for we went in 
at around nine weeks or something, I think it was, and they couldn't find a heartbeat and the sac was continuing to grow. So I had to have surgery for that to be able to remove it because it would just keep Mm -hmm. growing. And then, and all, all of that was very unexpected and very devastating because of the fact that you know, this, first of all, you have expectations for this person that's supposed to be being born, especially things like my sister was pregnant and she was less than a month away from my due date also. So our little kids would have been, Mm. you know, born together and raised together. And also something else I realized is her daughter now makes me think of the baby that I did lose because, you know, that's, that's how old the baby would have been. That's yeah, and, and that's that's that piece that does reoccur quite often, right? That then that, yeah. that family picture of what you what you're seeing as you yeah. see your first child, and then you see your second one. He's like, oh, okay, this is what the, this is what the family's going to look like. Yeah, yeah. You definitely have those expectations early on, and and then also I being a full time caregiver of my son when I was going to have surgery, and I hadn't been away from him for an hour, let alone however long that would take, which ended up being, and I was breastfeeding at the time still too. Yeah. Yeah. So organizing all of that is, it's not a stress that you expect to take on, you know? And I, I remember there was one time that when, uh, I was just processing all of this, I, I was caring for him and playing with him and I was just so overwhelmed and, you know, I was, I started crying a lot and, having your tiny little 14 month old baby look at you and you're a hysterical hot mess. Yeah. You know, like he, he just laughed at me, which was very interesting because what else is the baby supposed to do in that case? You know, that's right. That's right. They they don't know how to, they don't interpret that as, as yeah, they don't, they don't understand the interpretation of what you're, what you're, what you're presenting. I'll never forget that too, just because it was, it was all, it was all just terrible. It was all, yeah. Not great. And then Did you feel at that time with your with your son um was it was it difficult at that moment to bond with him or did you feel like you you were able to continue to bond with with him during that time or did you feel that piece too of that difficulty at that time? That's a very good question. It was it was hard. It was I would say there was first you know what that was a very good question because I feel like it changed me as a person in general. Like I feel, and and this has happened twice and both times it happened. It it kind of broke me in a way that I didn't really, I mean, you can't plan for this stuff. You don't know that your body can go through these emotions until you're put in that situation and then you go through them. Exactly. Well, and and you're carrying, I mean, you're carrying grief. Grief is something you carry with you. It isn't something that you just, it happens and you let go. Grief is something mm-hmm. you carry with you on, on this journey and that's of something, life. Yes, that's that's something that the three of us have realized together. And luckily, we're we're strong for each other and we understand collectively. But a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people think like, yeah. oh, yeah. it happened. You know, you think about it for a little bit and then it's gone when mm-hmm. actually it's with you every single day. It's with you in so many ways that you don't realize that, you know, little triggers that you don't realize we'll just remind you of that. Yeah. 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 So that's and, hard. And, and we forget, we forget that, that death is not, you know, death is so, so crushing. It is such a crushing piece of, 
um, a, a life moment, and it's not natural. We, it, we, it, we want, I mean, I, I think I've always taught you, and I've taught all, all of you this whole piece of making death more natural, making it a part mm-hmm. of life, mm-hmm. and and making it part of the birth and the death process, and making it more natural because it isn't. Um, you know, we see life as forever. We see we, this this child was in me. This child will be forever there, and and I think that's really something I've admired about all three of you is um, that you've taken that and said, you know, this child is always forever with Mm -hmm. us. This child is forever here with us. Um, And that is, like I said, that is the piece you carry with you. Um, And every day, um, um, and I just have always, I think think the three of you really, really, really showed that to me um, more than any, anyone else, I think, that I've ever um, experienced. So, I felt I felt very. Uh, I, I always cherish because you, you, the three of you shared. You shared with me. Uh, I remember the days that you that you shared with me um, these experiences, um, and um, I and I hold on to that, and I really um, hold on to those moments, um, and 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 was on that journey with you at that moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, I really. Um, yeah, it's 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 quite a powerful piece. But I think I think the thing is, I think I think the, what we want to teach here today is that we grief is we carry grief with us, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the big piece that grief is carried with us along this path now as we raise our children mm-hmm. who are alive and who are here on with us today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so a, as you continued on then during that, Dorothy, from that moment. Um, and then you had your, your older son, so he was 14, 14 months old, right? Yes. And so then I would say the next, um, the next part that was, that's significant is miscarriage kind of affects future pregnancies. So I think it was maybe three months later or so was when it was safe. And luckily we were able to conceive and everything. But it, it almost steals your joy for the mm-hmm. next pregnancy too. Mm-hmm. And and you know, like you're trepidatious of connecting with the baby that's in your womb because you've already seen what can happen and how much yeah. it can break you. Yeah. And yeah. and I would say, like, we didn't even just because of the st- the grief that I was still carrying while pregnant. I didn't even tell most people until I was a couple weeks away from giving birth because I didn't really, you know, it, I just wasn't ready to commit to it emotionally yeah. you know yeah yeah so well, it kind of kind of steals yeah your it, you know it, it is it's it's that piece of it, do can i love again mm-hmm. can i love again do i want to put it out there again do i do i want to you know um i mean that that's what grief does too grief shows us that we that we loved something mm-hmm. and that love was taken away mm-hmm. and it's that right that fear again of showing of wanting to, you know, you said just just getting pregnant again. Of wanting to, right to to feel that loss again, to feel that love again. It's that same piece, right? Yeah. So, but once once she was born, then it was great. And yeah. I, I didn't feel any like it wasn't hard to bond with her or anything personally. Yeah. 
Um, the, and she's and, then, and she's our, she's our firecracker too. So. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not love this one? Yeah. <laughs> she makes oh. you. She makes you love her. <laughs> She'll cut you otherwise. Right? Isn't that? I mean, it's so true. How that personality is was so needed. Right? <laughs> so we needed true. that child to be who she is because she's like, no, no, you will see me and you will love me. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. interesting yeah. how that all works, isn't it? Oh, wow. Yeah. So then, then we decided that we wanted to try for a third. And considering the past, I knew that it would be, it could potentially be hard. And I thought I could deal with it. And then it did happen again, the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just, after it being so hard, again, we just decided to count our blessings and and end the shop. <laughs> the baby. You're closing that shop. But it, yeah. it, it's been yeah. just that decision alone. Like the, it's, it's more so my husband, I would say that is very sure on that because of mm. how hard it is. But like, just knowing that, that that's the answer. It mm. kind of, it also, that is also grief too, is, mm-hmm. is yeah. just, yeah. just dealing with, I don't know. It's, Mm -hmm. it's been hard. It's, and I would say that, that, that broke me in a different way or an additional Mm -hmm. way maybe, but it's, I've just been, I feel like I'm still, I'm still not, it's not the same. Maybe it'll never be the same. Yeah. I I think, I think it is that feeling of, of, uh, you know, just having to make a, a, a a finite decision and parenting itself is hard. Uh, we make decisions all the time, right? But that that decision that we make to not to not create another child um, because of the past, because of the the hurt, because of the grief, um, but to make a decision that's uh, so bold and so strong, it is. I mean, that that then alone is making that decision is a grief piece. Just exactly what you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. So still processing and still grieving in different ways. How have you, how do you talk to your children about, uh, what what have you done with your children and what what have you told them? What have you wanted them to know? They've, thankfully they've been too young to understand, I would say. So like when I have to go get surgery, then mommy's going to the doctor Mm -hmm. or, but if they like they have we have talked about it and i just kind of present it in a factual way just like understanding that sometimes life doesn't you know like watching march of the penguins a lot mm-hmm. of the times the mm-hmm. the little eggs don't make it they yeah. something you know environmental or it's just by chance you know you yeah. just didn't, yeah. I just that's a very that's a very good analogy. Very <laughs> yeah, well, that and that fit, that fits your older one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a really good analogy that I you know, never thought about using that as a representation. But boy, I'm going to keep that one in the back of my head. That's a really good one, um, and that really fits your family. I think that's a a good piece to know that you have to kind of fit what 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 works in your family. What works? How, how will you? How can you explain things to your children where they are? Right, mm-hmm. and that's what you've done. And you there, there aren't too many questions, but I plan to, I plan to, if they are interested to talk about it and reference yeah. back to it, because 
I, I don't know how, like I asked my mom if she had miscarriages and cause a lot of times it is hereditary or genetic mm-hmm. and, um, she had four kids and she, she said she never had a miscarriage. So mm. I don't know, yeah. but, but I, that I, might I, be something that they experience in their lifetimes. And I hope that it's more normal and less, yeah, uh, yeah. hard to process yeah. as a community. Cause Definitely. I think, I feel like we're not there yet. It, it no, we're not. And that's yeah. why we're here today. I think, I think we're going to, st- we're going to start that revolution. Yeah. Start talking it's, about so, it's so necessary because it's real, it's real grief and, and it's 25% of pregnancies. That's so that's right. many women affected by it. Yeah. 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 No, this is, yeah. Like I said, I, I just admire you. I admire you. I admire, I admire the walk you've decided to take. So that's quite amazing. All right, Virginia and Danielle, which one do you want to share your story? Or do you want to add anything to to Dorothy's tale? Um, Everyone, all of us had such different experiences. Right? We did. did. Um, Yeah. Yeah. First, I want to say thank you for having us on. Um, I think it's a very important topic that we um, need to talk about. I think it's, there's a lot of stigma around it. Um, And there's a lot of people who think they're alone. You know, a lot of us, um, and it's very common. It's very, very common, except a lot of us don't talk about it. And so um, for my husband and I, uh, when we first uh, experienced the miscarriage, I mean, this is, we had a hard time having Carly. Um, it took us three years before we actually had our first daughter. And um, after we had her, we thought, you know, they usually say, oh yeah, after the first one, it'll be easier from then on out. And so we, didn't worry about it. We waited. And then when we felt it was time, I think she was about 18 months, we decided to try again. And it took a little while and it took, I think almost um, three and a half years before we did get pregnant. Um, And that miscarriage was never a thought in my mind. I didn't think that that would ever happen to us. Um, It's it's not, it's not talked about, right? right. It's just, it's just just not anything that you just, no one has a conversation with you about this. And it's something that you just don't expect. It's not something in your radar, you know? Um, Yeah. yeah. And so. Even when you go in the doctor, when it, when it's happening, it's not even talked about. So that's a a whole other piece, but yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, And so we um, we were actually on vacation with my family. We were celebrating my parents' uh, 40 year anniversary. And that was the time where um, Kenny and I shared with my family that we were expecting a second. And, you know, we were all excited. um, At the end, the last day of the trip, um, we were heading home. And I, um, that morning before we left, I spotted, I was spotting a little and I was telling Kenny that I was a little worried. Um, But I wasn't too worried because I knew with Carly, I had some spotting. And so, you know, and she came out fine and normal. And so I didn't think much of it. Um, on the way, on the drive back home, um, it, it was getting heavier. And I told him, I, I think we need to go to urgent care. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to drop off uh, my daughter with my sister-in-law. And then we went to go see the doctor. And um, and this was actually a week before we were going to have our first prenatal visit. And so um, we hadn't had, you know, any checkup at that point. We didn't um, hear any heartbeat at the point. So... We, this is all just kind of like the first um, doctor's appointment for us. Um, unfortunately, they weren't able to let us hear the heartbeat. They said, you know, we see that there's a heartbeat. We just um, are monitoring. It just looks like um, maybe you passed a blood clot. And um, 
you you can just go see your primary care doctor and, and you know, you can just monitor it from there. And um, so we, we kind of just left the office thinking, okay, well, everything seems to be okay. And they, um, we went home and um, the next morning we were getting ready to see a doctor. And um, that's when I passed another blood clot, mm. which um, ended up being um, our baby. Mm. Um, I think that was like, the hardest I think for me. Um, and I don't want to go into the details, um, but knowing that that was, um, I was looking down at our baby, you know, and, um, going and my husband, I think he knew too, but he was trying to be strong for us. And he, um, was saying that, you know, we don't know yet. Let's just wait and see the doctor. You know, we, we just need to um, wait to see that, you know, doctors to give us the answers. Sure. Um, so when we went in, they told us that they couldn't see a heartbeat. And um, at the same time, um, they had diagnosed me with endometriosis. Mm-hmm. And I think that was more like, you know, they told me there was no heartbeat and then pouring salt on the wound, wound tell me that I have this, you yeah. know, disease yeah. and yeah. that I would have to, I had to, um, have a surgery to remove, um, they found an endometriosis the size of a tennis ball. And so they had to, um, schedule surgery for me to remove that. And so, um, with endometriosis, it's, it's not a curable disease. It's just, yeah, um, yeah, treatable. Yeah. And so yeah. they said, you know, you probably have a better chance after we remove everything and laser everything off. Um, it's likely to come back in two months, but you have that window to try again. And so we were hopeful. We stayed hopeful. And, um, we, I healed from my surgery and we tried again and, um, I got pregnant. Um, and this was, I thought this was it, you know, it was, um, Christmas morning I found out and I surprised uh, my husband and we were really excited. Um, and then come, you know, went, went to our appointments and I think it was, it was on February 14th that I miscarried. Yeah. second yeah. so it was it was like all around holidays and i think that was really hard for me because when i first found out um after having um ever finding out after uh that was pregnant after carly that uh, it was during our anniversary that yeah. um yeah. Yeah. With so it was just a lot of um the timing was all up surrounding the holidays and i think the holidays mm-hmm. it's it's hard but then i always i just think about you know the good and you know focusing on the family that you know around me and the love that I have um yeah yeah and um I'm sorry for you no I just was yeah I'm just I'm I'm pondering the idea I I I, you know I I think I, I I teach all the time about you know the holidays itself are so difficult to have events happen, right. For children yeah. and for us. And I, I just, I'm just thinking that right now about what you just said about the holidays and to have those, to have those memories attached to those days is just one more piece for you. Just recall when you have to recall, mm-hmm. you know, those moments. Yeah. Um, I, just, I didn't realize the, that they were. Yeah. Um, after the second miscarriage, my husband at that point was already convinced that he didn't want to, um, try again and move forward with, you know, expanding our family. And I, I was pretty adamant about, you know, giving it one more shot. Um, yeah, yeah. And 
he he agreed. I think he was reluctant because he hated seeing me the way it was yes. um, the yeah. last two yeah. miscarriages. And so he, he agreed with, with a lot of reservations. Um, but he, he also said, you know, I, I know this is your body and I want to respect it. And if this is what you want to do, then I'm, I'm going to hundred percent support you on this. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. okay. so we tried again. Um, and I got pregnant and, um, I, that point I thought, you know, we had, we were seeing two doctors. Um, we were really, you know, we were taken really well care of. Um, um, I was considered high risk at that point. And so we had all these specialists, um, we were seeing them constantly and they were giving, um, lots of tests and I was put on four different drugs. I had injections mm-hmm. they gave myself in the morning and, you know, suppositories three times a day. And, you know, out of the inconvenience pain it, I endured, I mean, it was, it was worth it if it meant that at the end of it, I would have, um, yes. when yes. I get to bring our baby home. Sure. Sure. Um, unfortunately, and, and- and Virginia, that that was you. You still had only that one surgery, right, for endometriosis right. at that time. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I had only one surgery at the time. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, um, all that was left was half-empty medication bottles and bruises from all the injections because they mm-hmm. told me after that they didn't hear a heartbeat again. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it was really hard because I knew that that was the end of our journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's a discussion you had together as a as a, as a husband and wife. You had the discussion of, you know, this. Let's give this one more try. Let's give this mm-hmm. one more try. And he, he respected that, and you gave it you gave it one more try. Mm-hmm. And that that's right. That was the end of that. Yeah. Um, and you know, we Carly has always wanted to be a big sister, and she's, yeah, she she has. <laughs> yeah, she's like you know many times and. Um, we did share with her, um, after the first loss, um, mm-hmm. and we were, um, in Hawaii and this is actually, we were in Hawaii with Dorothy and her family, um, but we were in Hawaii and, um, Kenny and I thought it was, it was a good time to share with her because mm-hmm. even though she was really young at the time, we wanted to be honest and open with her, um, because, these babies are a part of our family. And so I wanted her to know and not find out later on as she got older, why didn't you trust me with this information? Why didn't mm-hmm. you tell me that I had siblings, you know? And, and she was so, I mean, I, I knew her during that time. She was so cognizant of mm-hmm. what you were going through. Um, mm-hmm. She was very, very aware of that um, yes. for her age and, and her maturation. She was just very aware of a lot of things that were going on. And sometimes yes. when we, when, children are that aware and we don't tell them things that they get very confused on, on matching emotions with why, why, mm-hmm. why is, why, why is, why is mommy so sad or mm-hmm. why are mommy and daddy so sad? Um, and then not, not to have a base of understanding of that can be very confusing for children. So mm-hmm. she, so for her, this was an appropriate piece for you knowing who she was um, to share that with her. And I, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. sitting in my living room after the first miscarriage and, um, I, she just looked at me and she says, mom, are you happy? And I said, yeah, why? And she says, because you're not smiling. She, she yeah, just yeah. picked up on that. She was just so observant. Yeah. Um, I, I remember you telling me that when I do remember mm-hmm. you sharing that story, it's like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, they know, yeah. they know, yeah. they know what's going on Yeah, and they get really mixed messages and it's very confusing for them. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we shared with her and she was very quiet. We, um, 
told her that we named the baby and, you know, the baby's in heaven and, you know, we couldn't keep the baby because um, he or she was sick. And so God's taking care of um, the baby in heaven now. And so she was very quiet and we weren't sure how she was going to take it. And she looked at us and she said, well, I don't want to name the baby that name. <laughs> so she had a different idea of what she wanted to name the baby. We're like, okay, give that baby the nickname. And, and then oh, we said, that concrete thinking, that concrete <laughs> thinking. Wait, wait a minute. I had a name for that baby. Wait a minute. Oh. Yeah. And then, you know, we asked her if she had any questions and she said, she said, no, I'm just hungry. Let's go eat. So, oh. was, you know, just, but you know, it, it had a way of putting you back in reality. Don't the, they? Don't now. they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want, I have a name and, and I'm hungry and I want it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but then there were days where she would ask if she would bring it up. Um, and she said she wanted me to remind her of the baby's name and why mm. I picked that name. And I said, Oh, it's um, because it means heavenly mist and the baby's in heavy, heaven. And she says, well, I want God to give the baby back to us. <laughs> and yeah. I said, I know I do too, but you know, mm. um, you know, and after every loss, we would share with her and we, we told her. And, you know, now when she draws pictures of our family, she includes the three babies. Mm-hmm. Um, we we try and um, keep the memories alive, even though, I mean, they were all, um, we lost them all at eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we celebrate every birthday. Um, yeah. Yeah. We get, you know, I mean, it's not like a huge thing. We just buy a little cake. We sing happy birthday to the baby and, we just remember um, together. And yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the things like that was, I think what's hard about um, going through the losses is that if you don't have support um, from people who actually have experienced it too, I think it's hard because from those who have never experienced it, um, they look at you and say, oh, you're still not over it, you know, because it's been you sure, know, years. Sure. And, and, and I think one of the things that, a lot don't understand is that yes um you know we not only grieve the loss of them but we grieve the loss of an entire future of memories you know yeah. exactly, them exactly. yeah what, 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 what should have been what could have been right right, right. you know we'll, we'll never get to you know watch them take the first steps we'll never get to t- walk them you know to their class and watch yeah. them grow up yeah. and be whoever they were meant to be and marry off or you know things like that i think yeah. It's yeah. not only just the loss of the baby, but the loss of all these memories that we will never have with them. Yeah, yeah, um, you're exactly right. And though, and those, and those are those, those are those everyday challenges that we mm-hmm. that people don't understand, right? Mm-hmm. In this mm-hmm. process, that you know, yeah, yeah, those everyday those everyday remembrances and landmarks that we hit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. true, yeah. so it's true. One feature um, that that we never got to live with up with them and. Um, but we just continue to celebrate their lives every chance we get because, you know, they've made such an impact on us and we don't ever want to forget that. Um, yeah. 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 Mm. Thank you, Virginia. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Danielle. Um, well, well, I'm just like, I'm, it's hard for me to listen to Dorothy and Virginia talk because it, um, like, I feel like all those emotions and, you know, we were kind of going through these things at the same time. And so it kind of like makes me relive the feelings that they had. And then 
the feelings that I had while they were going through it. And then of course my own feelings while I was going through it. So I feel like it's like a complicated, um, like a lot of complicated yeah, it definitely emotions. would be. Wow. Yeah. So, so during this time, all, all three of you were kind of mm-hmm. para- paralleling each other during this time. Was this, it a- was, I think, I think I had the first one. Yeah. And right. then, yeah, yeah, and then the it was cascading from there. Finishing. Then, yeah. um, Danielle had one at the end of last year, right? Danielle? Yeah. 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 So I did. I, yeah, I did. And so for me, like, I knew we were talking about like, oh, you know, you had these like holidays market or other people's baby marks it, um, different things like that. And like for me, so when Dorothy was having um, Elizabeth, um, I mean, that's, I, I was also due to have a baby oh my God. kind of around that same time. Um, and obviously I, I did not have um, that baby. Um, and so, you know, it's like all of those things make you, th- make you think about it. Um, I mean, my story is, is sort of similar um, and also different in, in the sense um, when I had my, got pregnant with my first daughter, um, who's, she's five. I didn't, I honestly had, we had talked about having a family. Uh, it was always something we wanted to do. Um, and, and, you know, and here she was, and we were so thrilled to be having a baby. And we just went through the motions of being excited and bringing this baby home. And on it, not, not much ever crossed my mind other than the joy of ha- having her and going through you know, going, going through that, being a mother for the first time. And I think I was, you know, maybe really naive. Um, I mean, I, you know, you just like everyone said, like, you just don't think it's going to happen to you. And so when we thought we would try again, um, I mean, I, 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 I told lots of people, I was so happy. I had big posters saying, I'm going to be a big sister. We Mm -hmm. FaceTimed all our relatives. And I mean, it was, I was just, I was like shocked. Um, yeah. I, I was, I mean, I was devastated. I, I literally just could, could not, it was very hard for me to like understand. And I think that was just my own, I just don't want to think about the negative things. I just, you know, I didn't want to, I would never wanted to go there. And, um, uh, and so when we got pregnant again, um, following that was maybe about three or four months later. Um, I really didn't tell anybody. Um, but you know, the doctors tell you, Oh, you know, I mean, at least I was told it was a fluke, you know, this happens. It's so common. Like, yeah, I'm sure the next time will be fine. And so I really went into the next time with that mentality. Um, and then obviously when it, um, was an unsuccessful pregnancy again, um, that was really hard to understand because I felt like I was doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. That fail. That, and that, that's that failure piece of, yeah. yeah. Why, why, what have I done? Yeah. Like why? Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think it was that attitude of like, Oh, it happens and you'll be fine next time. And I, I think I hung on to that and I, I just wish that it had, I don't know that that wasn't, I, I wasn't maybe given that expectation because it was really hard to, figure that out like to understand like how did this happen like in in a row like is this a new pattern for me Mm -hmm. um and yeah that was very complicated yeah 
Um, and for me, I went back and like, I would look at things that I had done when I had got pregnant with Haley and I had some different eating habits and things like that. And so when we tried again, um, and I got pregnant with Jocelyn, um, I did, I had these different things on things I would do or things I wouldn't do. Mm. Um, I felt so much thinking going other, on, right? So much analysis going on of what, right? Everything. everything, everything, right? Everything. And, you know, when, when the first miscarriages happened, I, I really hung on to Haley and I, you know, felt a lot of support with her. But then by the time I got pregnant with Jocelyn, I, I, I like distanced myself a lot from, from her. Um, mm. well, what do you think that why, was, Danielle? What, 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 what do you think was, when you look back at I that now, I what do you just, yeah, I, you know, I wish I, I think I was so scared. Um, once I got pregnant with Jocelyn and things were going well, I think I was worried. I was just worried about a lot of things, I had a lot of worries. Yeah, um, I know yeah. we talked about that and yeah. I was worried. I just, everything worried me. I just, I really didn't want anyone to touch me. Sure, um, and I sure. didn't, I wasn't, I couldn't get close to anyone. I felt very protective of this baby. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I just needed like a lot of control because I felt like a lot of things were out of control. Sure, um, sure. And so I made different choices with eating and, and things that I would do or, yeah. And like looking back, it feels maybe kind of silly. Um, but in those moments, um, it felt very normal or it felt oh, yeah, comforting. Yeah. It gave me peace yeah, yeah. maybe. I, I do remember you. Uh, I do remember you walking in one one day to class and saying, "Okay, um, 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 help help me with Haley because she's just uh, she's all over me. She's just all over me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she just you know, she just touches and, me. She wants me for everything. It's like okay, 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 okay. Yeah, and it was hard. I don't. I just didn't want a lot of touch. I think I really just yeah, yeah, didn't want yeah. to be like really physical with anyone yeah, and yeah. Um, and Haley and Haley was going through a very touchy wanting to touch your hair wanting to do all sorts yes. of things right to to be in yes, on you she, and with you and yes I think she was so excited you know she she wanted to be a, a big sister and it was just a complicated it was yeah, a complicated yeah. time for me like personally but, um, but it's a good it's a good recognition though of, of what you need when you are feeling an, very anxious and very overwhelmed is you know you yeah. you are one that loves your space and and you process yeah, things that I, way and that's how you that's how you manage yeah and i'm lucky i had a lot of support from friends and you know a therapist i didn't i didn't feel like i was alone i did have i did have some support um, in yeah, that sense yeah. so i think that was really helpful for me to kind of like walk walk through that sure, sure. um and then um so Jocelyn, she's two, um, and so we we did decide that we would like to try again. Um, and like Dorothy said, I did have another miscarriage last year, the end of last year. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if maybe I. I don't want to say I was like more prepared for it. I think that's probably not true. <laughs> Well, um, I, I think I think it is tr- I think it is true to a, a point though. You're more aware. You're more aware of this possibility yeah. of what that feeling is and what that what that what that what that looks like. And I think that's an important piece. You are yeah. more aware. And I think that's why we're doing this is to make people more aware of even before it even happens, right? Mm-hmm. 
even before they even yeah. experience it, to be more aware that yeah. this is, this, this, this is and, and what, what it can be and what it can look like. And that's something I've, I've, it's like I've always admired about the three of you is how you've decided to live your life. Um, and boy, I, I've seen the emotions. I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it <laughs> with, with the three of you. I've experienced it. Um, I felt that sadness. I've, I've held you in my arms um, and, and felt your tears. Um, Thank God we had but you. You've all continu- I know. Well, yeah. I, I, think, I think it was a blessing that we all had each other. I think the timing, mm-hmm. right, is just what we all needed um, to be together and to have that time. Um, but, you know, looking at, looking at the, 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 the idea that we talk about of continue, continuing to live, um, and I don't want to look at a whole different piece, you know, of depression and all that, but you all have decided that you've all continued to live. And I, you know, I think it's, um, you know, yes, it is our children that keep us going, right? We all agree to that, um. They keep us going. They keep us alert. They keep us alive. Um, but I think it's also important to understand that it's it's okay to to look back. It's okay to to look at those those memories um, and and grief. And and I say it again: grief shows us that we loved something. We loved mm-hmm. something so deeply. Um, and and that's what grief is. Grief is that piece that we need to allow for us to hold on to and i think that's what you all want permission to do is let it's okay that we grief it's okay that we have grief it's okay that we have memories it's okay um that we've all all three of you all three of you have celebrated those lives in very different ways and that is that personal journey so if if is there anything that either either one of you would like to say before we close tonight before we close this podcast? I mean, I, well, for me, I just think that, that talking about it is helpful and not feeling like you did something or that you should, something to be shameful about. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's hard to understand in the moment that it was nothing that you did or nothing that you could have done differently. I think you run that through your mind. Um, or at least I did. Of course. And I think just having that. Well, it, it is, it is that, yeah, it is that picture because you have that family picture, right? That family picture, the idea of what you want, right? That gets taken away. And then and then there's that feeling of, well, right, we always go to what could I have done? What did I do? That's a natural progression of of what it what grief looks like, what what thoughts mm-hmm. look like, right? We go there. That's yeah, you're right, Danielle. Yeah. I think just talking about that and just sharing with other people and finding um, common ground with other people, knowing that like you're not the only person and that other people do understand. Cause I think that was hard for me. A lot of people didn't really understand. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think another piece that we didn't really touch on was um, just not to, and, and I think it's hard to be in it and um, well-meaning people say things that are very hurtful. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it's not intentional. It's because they've never dealt with this, you know, the situation. And so their well-meaning, um, comments come off a little hurtful. Sure. Um, sure. and we, yeah, we can't, you, yeah, share mm-hmm. some, share something you would, that you would have liked to have heard. What, what are some things that you would have 
really appreciated hearing? The ones that I really appreciated were, were really simple. It's just, um, I'm here for you. If you need anything, you know, um, we're praying for you. Uh, if you, you know, just, just the support, just saying very simple that I'm so sorry. If there's anything yeah. I could do, let me know. It's as simple as that. Um, it does, it doesn't have to go into, I think a lot of people feel like they have to go into, um, a big old speech about how, Oh, this was meant to be. Oh. And you know, that means that's great. That means you can get pregnant again, you know, or you can, you know, it's just mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. things that they mean well, <laughs> but so it's not something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I've had some pretty hurtful things that, that, I mean, I would have never expected. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah words um, are words. Words at those moments are very difficult. Yeah. Right? Very yeah. difficult to find. Yeah. So, I hear yeah. you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, um, I had I, a, oh, sorry. No, go on. No, I, I had someone say to me, would you rather have a sick baby or, mm. you know, the baby to have passed? And that to me was really hard to hear. I had to walk away because what a that's question. not yeah, what, yeah. 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 What, what a thought. I mean, just, just, yeah. just to think about it alone yeah. is, is. Yeah. But I, w- yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder, I mean, that's a whole other analysis of what that person was trying to communicate. Right. I think there was good intentions for that question. It's just, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was, yeah, um, yeah. So I think the main point, though, is to surround yourself if you're going through it with, you know, those who are supportive um, and who maybe have gone through it because they think it helps um, to yeah. go through it with someone um, that understands yeah, and yeah. um and lean and on those who have given, given a good support because and yeah. stay away from the ones that yeah distancing you know. from things that are triggering yeah. is very important and that for me yeah. that made me kind of isolate myself for a long time and that was just yeah. how I had to process it and I I don't yeah. know that yes. I ever went back to the way that I was before but that's just how yeah. just how it was just how it is no you're right yeah we we never yeah we never go back to, we you know to go back and I. I I used the analogy the other day when I was doing another podcast about grief as a, it's not a linear yes. piece of our life. It's not linear. It's, it's a, it's a maze. I look at grief as a maze and, you know, you're going through like a corn mm-hmm. maze or a ma- like a mouse through a maze. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you go through these little, these little times where you think, okay, I'm, 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 I'm processing, I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then you hit a wall. It's like, okay, now this wall, I have to. I have to take some time here to think about this. Which way am I supposed to go? Do I want to go forward? Yeah, I, do I want to just sit here for a minute? Do I want to go back a little bit? It's okay. Those are all good movements, right? Those are all good mm-hmm. things. But grief is not linear. Grief is not. It's just. Oh, it's all going to get better. Grief mm-hmm. is a process. Grief is. There is a. Is a, a. You go through these passages, these times, and and it's it's a continuum, but it's not a straight line. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's a process and life is a process and life is a maze. It's not, it's not a linear line of just going through, through it all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think I, yeah. that's like, you know, things come up all the time, those roadblocks, like you said, like, you yeah. know, another baby shower or, that's right. uh, that's right. you know, just, just that's different exactly things, it. you know, and I think that's, I said yeah. no to a lot of those things when it was just too difficult for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that's okay. That's exactly um, Oh, 100%. That, that's what it is. And that, that that's what that maze looks like. It's it's those roadblocks that do come up. It makes us stop and pause and and reflect and, and know where we are at that moment. Because that's the important piece. We have to know where we are 
Because if we know where we are at that moment, then we can take care of who, you know, nurture who we, what we need for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what you've all done with each other is you've given your permission to, to step back, right? And not having to have all the answers. And we don't have to have all the answers. We just have to know who we are at that moment when we hit that, that block and that maze and make some decisions for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, um, you know, Virginia, thank you for bringing up the language piece. I think that's really mm-hmm. important to remember how powerful our words are. And, you know, at those times I find myself just wanting to hold and, you know, I'm not a great hugger, but, but I'll hold you. Yeah, yeah, we, I love your hugs. <laughs> your hugs are the best. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and the times that I was able to be with you, it wasn't the most uh, perfect moments either. Right. We had, 30 other yeah. children <laughs> running around us or, or, or right. Or uh, yeah, trying. So but what I appreciate um, most was you were always available yeah. for us to call. Um, I know I did when I was yeah. my first one scared. I didn't know what to do and um, how to approach it and talking to Carl with it. And you gave me sound advice and you were just always available. And so I really appreciate that. Oh, you're most welcome. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right. You three love you all. And um, I'm very, very proud of you. And I, I just, we will, we're on this journey. We're continuing on this journey. Um, and that's what we're, we're going to do together. But, uh, all right. Thank you all for being here. And, uh, I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. The end. Thanks guys. <laughs> Thanks guys. Thank you. Oh, that was that's beautiful. Hard. Beautiful. Yeah. But, but thank Everyday Parenting is produced by me, Teresa Wang. The music you hear in our podcast is courtesy of the Emmy Award-winning artist, Stephen Morell. If you have a question for Mary Beth and the Everyday Parenting podcast community, please join us on our Facebook group. Just search for Everyday Parenting Group on Facebook. Don't miss our next episode. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Also, please take the time out to find us and rate us on iTunes.